Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club, episode 11. Episode 11 brought to you by the Jimmy Howard Foundation. Jimmy Howard starting goalie for the Detroit Red Wings. Howie's Home Run Derby kicking off in June. It'll start June 22nd at 5.30 at Brighton, Michigan, and that'll be held at the Legacy Center. Get on JimmyHowardFoundation.org, $35 to enter. And there is, there is limited space, so get on there and do that right away. The age groups are ages 8 through 11, group 2, ages 12 through 15, ages 16 through 18, and then group 4, 18 and up. The proceeds for the Jimmy Howard Foundation will be going to help folks with arthritis and cancer, and also going out to families in need in the community, families that had some tough times. Uh, the Jimmy Howard Foundation is going to come in and help them out and get them back on their feet. So great organization, and uh, we support the Jimmy Howard Foundation here at the Blue Line Hockey Club. So get out and register and get your kids out for the Howie's Home Run Derby. Welcome back to episode 11. We have the usual suspects in the house. We have Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan with us tonight. Pat is our producer. What's up, Canada? We have our own personal nerd, IT guy, Rob Peters. Hey, fellas. Standing in as our all-around sports guru, Derek D. Train. He too. How you doing, fellas? And your host, Mark the Dr. Morley here. Uh, we also have a special guest tonight, very exciting. Jimmy Howard from your Detroit Red Wings coming in from Brayton, Michigan tonight. How you doing, Jimmy? Hey guys, thanks for having me on tonight. Hey Jimmy, I heard you had a little issue with your uh when your third born was uh was born. Was there some kind of issue that happened when uh when your baby girl was born? Oh, huge issue. I was at Augusta National. <laughs> that's a pretty big issue. And uh that's the only excuse you can ever use. <laughs> um isn't it ever? Like my wife, she's an absolute superstar. She didn't even tell me like the night before when I phoned in to make sure everything that, you know, was going status quo because we had a scheduled C section for the uh following Wednesday. So I was there Sunday, Monday, beginning of May. And then we were scheduled to go in for the C-section on, uh, you know, May 15th. And then uh, Olivia came early. <laughs> she didn't even <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> it was like didn't I woke up at 6.20 in the morning. I had to be up at 6.30 because of breakfast and to go hit balls, warm up for the round. And I get a phone call, and I thought it was my alarm. And then I look, and it's Rachel. And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> she's like she's going into labor, oh. and sure she, she was, and she was in labor, but she was already. Not only was she going into labor, but she was already fully prepped for the C-section surgery, and so there was no chance I was making it back. So the doctors told her. You know, why don't you stay down there, play around, and just come back in your normal schedule? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yes. I've had some phone calls that have fucked up my round, but never a phone call like that. That must have been kind of interesting trying to go play golf when you know your wife's having a kid. It uh, throw you it off was, a little bit. It, it threw me completely off. I, You know what? To be on the grounds at Augusta is unbelievable, and it's stressful enough to try to play around there. Sure. <laughs> but... And then I had that on my mind, and it was just sideways. I, I felt bad for everyone in the group with me because they knew my mind wasn't on golf. Battling like crazy around the golf course, but <laughs> it ended up, uh, I, probably, I probably can't tell you, but I, I did, you know, uh, have my cell phone on me. It was in my bag. I never took it out on the course, so the member can never get in trouble. That was with. But in the 13th bathroom, there's two bathrooms on the course, 5 and 13. So on the 13th uh, bathroom, I finally got a photo of uh, Rachel and the baby. So it was, uh, it was smooth sailing from there and there. Good. Yeah, nice. that'll, be a, that'll be a story. That'll be a story for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. That you yeah. Tell. yeah. Hey, how'd the round go after that, though? Uh, well, I proceeded to hustle, hustle rocket the next two shots on <laughs> <laughs> 13. Absolute hustle rocket, straight right. Ended up down, ended up down in the creek, 
Mexi, huge snapper, having to chip up off of off the rock. Uh, <laughs> it was, what what yeah. would the score Sounds end like up at game. though at that round? Oh, I shot a one oh one. There you go. Yeah. I'm you know what? I'm not even I'm not even mad about it because I had so much stress going on that day. One oh one with a baby being born. I think you're doing all right, brother. Yeah, I like just being out there was was awesome enough and my wife allowed me to actually, you know, go through with the whole round was more than I could ever ask. So the fact that I wanted to break, you know, hundred, I think if I if I go back this type of no kids, you know, on the possible way I I'm pretty sure I can do it. Well hopefully you'll get a chance. Man. Yeah. Well most of us would shoot a, a fifty at the <laughs> yeah, most of us would shoot a fifty at the Augsburg course. So yeah, I think you're doing pretty good there, but <laughs> <laughs> so hey let's get into a little bit of uh jimmy howard's career um we're we're from your your home home area and uh yeah. been following you for a long time now but you've been with the with the wings and you know there was uh the u.s development program you know you had a great career at maine nc losing to denver i mean but, but that's a great feat for you know double double a level i mean you know it's such a hard feat to get to the final game and then, you know, obviously be in uh, 2008 Stanley Cup champions with the Wings, um, played in the Winter Olympics, played for the World Championships. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty awesome resume. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of proud people of uh, Jimmy Howard in the North Country. And, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of Red, Red Wings fans now in northern New York. So you can contribute that to, to yourself. And, um, you know. Well, I, I mean, I, I know I'd like to hear, you know, Jimmy, about your path. There's, there's never a... a the same story anywhere. So, you know, tell us how you got to Detroit, man. That, and that's true. There, There is no correct path. Like, that's the biggest thing that I'm running into out here right now with just youth hockey out here in Michigan with, uh, you know, kids that are six years old. Parents are asking, so what path did you take? I tell them, like, I played B hockey growing up until I was 14 years old. And they look at me like I have three heads. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's that's the highest level that we had. Unless you wanted to travel through two snowballs to uh, get to Syracuse and play, you know, and then you, you could be stuck down there for, for days. So, you know, and USA Hockey isn't keen on just letting their players go over to Canada and play. So I played B hockey growing up, travel B hockey growing up until – you know, I was 14 years old, and then when I was 14, I uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to get invited to a couple of junior A, junior B camps, and I ended up making the uh, West Puerto uh junior B team, um, basically right in the middle of Kingston and Ottawa. So, you know, played there for, for two years. When I was 14, 15 years old, I got drafted into... The Ontario Hockey League and uh, by the Peterborough Pete, and I got drafted into the uh, CJHL, the Central Junior Hockey League that's played out of Ottawa by the Canada Valley Lasers. So I, you know, uh, when I was 15 turned 16, I played for the Canada Valley Lasers, and I was so close to uh, signing with the uh, Peterborough Pete when I got the phone call from Mike Eves and everyone at the U.S. program, I was like, I can't turn this down. So then I've got, I've got the Pete's, the Pete's are on the phone. They're calling my dad. Jeff Tui, uh, I believe was the GM of the Peterborough Pete's at the time. He ended up driving from Peterborough to my house that night to try to uh, convince me not to uh, sign with the U.S. program. That's a five-and-a-half, five six-hour drive. No, probably – it's on the east side of Toronto, so it's probably three, oh, three and a half. Okay. I yeah. thought it was a little further out. Yeah. No, it's on the east side of Toronto. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty no, sure you're right. it's on the east side of No, you're probably yeah. right. Right after things. Yeah. So um, they came down. They tried to talk me out of it. I ended up saying, you know what, no, I get to wear, you know, my nation's colors on my chest every single day. And I always wanted to play college hockey growing up, you know, with St. Lawrence, you know, I love St. Lawrence, 
and uh, not so much Clarkson. Sorry for the Clarkson fans up there, but <laughs> I was a huge St. Lawrence fan. <laughs> and, uh, I, always, I, always wa- I always wanted to go to St. Lawrence, but uh, I ended up going to the program and we're doing, you know, all my college applications. And I was like, yeah, we got to send one to St. Lawrence. <laughs> go figure. Joe Marsh yeah. calls my dad and says, you know, Jim, Joe Marsh here. Uh, we're not going to recruit your son. You know, we've got our two goalies. <laughs> so, so then it was, there yeah, so then it, yeah, then it was, uh, all right. So I got to look for, for schools now. And then, uh, uh, I ran into Grant Stanbrook, uh, every once in a while. Like, uh, you know, those, um, festivals that they have, like the under 16s, under 15 festivals and everything like that. Sure. I would yeah. run into, I'd run into Grant every once in a while. And then, you know, you know, University of Maine and kept, you know, running into him. And I was like, all right, well, do some research on him. Then I was like, the selling point, he coached Mike Richter. Now, Mike Richter was who I idled growing up. Being from upstate New York, huge Rangers fan. Uh, You know, I had Richter all over my walls. And I saw Grant Sandberg, he coached Mike Richter. (laughs) I'm all in at Maine now. So that's how how it all played out for me to go to Maine. And then, um, you know, I got, I was fortunate enough to, you know, play, you know, for the under 18s and uh, for, U.S. over in Slovakia where we won a gold medal and you know I was fortunate enough to play in the World Juniors in Halifax where we finished fourth. I was devastated uh, the next year when the boys went over there and they, they won the gold in Finland. That was that was a tough one tough one for me to swallow but I was so so happy for them and so excited because you know, it was a long time coming for, for USA hockey and you know, it it that team put USA hockey on the map as far as you know, like the uh the international stage. But them going over in Finland and winning that gold medal, even though I was watching it on you know, at my parents' house, like uh I think it was like New Year's Eve or maybe New Year's Day when they won it. Like I was related for him, so you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong way to get to the NHL. Like what I tell people out here is like, if you're good enough, you're gonna make it. Like they will find you. There's enough people out there that are, are looking, you know, trying to uh, basically, you know, find that diamond in the rough. That you never know. Like if they're in the building, you have a good game. All of a sudden, you go on their their radar, and you know they're watching you. Yeah, Jimmy, two guys from St. Lawrence County, um, you know, and then we got Wade Megan. He's in the AHL, who's uh, who's put a little time in the uh, NHL. So, I mean, technically, mm-hmm. you could say three guys from St. Lawrence County that uh, have been to the show, um, which says a lot for St. Lawrence County. As many ranks as we got in each uh, uh, little town that we live in. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just that's what we do in St. Lawrence County is play hockey. And can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, yeah, I mean, we all grew up in, you know, small towns, like small desolate towns in upstate New York. I mean, Christ, it's not, you know, uncanny to be driving down Route 37. You got an Amish buggy there on the side of the road. (laughs) 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 Like, it's, uh, you know, it, it's desolate, but you know what? Like hockey, hockey is was big when I was growing up there. I remember like when my dad was a high school coach. You know how the rivalries in high school back in the day with Messina and OFA and OFA and Canton. And I remember like when I was in high school, the rivalry with OFA and Canton was massive. Like, I remember there, I went to a game. My dad told me not to go because I just recently uh, sprained my MCL, so I was on crutches, but I went anyways. <laughs> and, uh, and a full, full-fledged full brawl broke out in the stands. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. But, I mean, it just, 
it just goes to show like you know hockey hockey is big in the north country and you know like when they split up the uh you know the state and the empire state games and you got adirondack you got central you got hudson valley you've got western but adirondack's always a team to compete with so you got guys yeah that can play. and you also have yeah, you have uh, a Bogosian too from Messina that's playing in Buffalo. Yeah. He's a, yeah. like a third round pick mm -hmm. in the in the draft, and uh, Pat's not being raised uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. So some good players for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy, I got a question for you. Zach Woods, Zach Woods uh, back up there, doesn't he in the off season? Yeah, I think he's in Messina actually oh, right now. Yeah, he's got a house. He's got a house on the river, and I think yeah, uh, off season. And um, yeah. I, I had a question for you, Jimmy, based on. Uh, you know, goaltenders in the NHL and, you know, basically you have 31 teams. So, you know, we, that's uh, 62 goalies in the world, you know, the pressure to be a starting goalie in the NHL must be just like phenomenal. I know, you know, I played on a smaller level of professional lacrosse. And when I went from the NCAA into like the professional realm, mm -hmm. there was so much pressure to perform every night, you know, because you wanted to be, in the lineup you didn't want to be a healthy scratch you you know you were for you this is your career right so do you yeah. feel that do you feel like a massive pressure to perform and like to stay in the best shape and to uh, just excel every night because you know that's your spot and there's always somebody trying to beat you out and there's always that goalie behind you and the next guy coming up in the draft and do you feel like an immense pressure to perform i've already been through that and i beat it <laughs> i went i went what? through that with the Marazic. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, yeah. like, it's, uh, it's gotta be a lot of pressure. It's, it's, it's always there. Like the pressure is always there. Like the year that I ended up sitting was, you know, I was an officer that year and I ended up tearing my groin, um, you know, a week before the officer game. So I ended up missing the officer game and then I missed six, seven, no, I missed six weeks after that. I probably ended up coming back too early and then, you know, I injured myself again. But by that point, like the team was, you know, already in the playoffs, but as a player, when you're coming off of like an injury like that, like you're trying to feel like you're playing catch up and everything like that. But um, like back to your question, like as far as pressure, like I used to feel the pressure immensely, especially being here in Detroit. Like, you can't you can't really listen to any sports talks radios or you can't listen to any radio to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you, you basically you're on, you're, on, you're, you're, you're on you're on satellite, right? So <laughs> you gotta go listen to your satellite in your vehicle. But uh it wasn't probably three years ago where I was just like, screw it. Put the work in, you know, continue to learn, get better and everything that happens like it'll happen like it's out of your hands and i ended up putting just putting the work in and the pressure went by the wayside and i just played and everything just sort of worked out for me people always want like this magic potion that you can <clears throat> that you can do or you could possibly you know or something like looking for the edge. Well, yeah. it's called hard work. It's called hard work. Putting it in day, day in and day out, and you know, learning from your mistakes and just going at it. I just want to ask you, you know, talking about your injuries that you had there over the last couple of seasons or whatever. How you feeling mm -hmm. now, and how you how you feeling going into this uh, uh, next NHL season? Uh, this is the healthiest I've been in quite some time. Uh, you know, I. Didn't have any injuries this year. The one game that I sat out was more precautionary, more than anything else, because we were going into the bye week, so they didn't want to press it. Sure. Uh, this is the healthiest I've been in quite some time. Like, you know, when they talk about a grueling schedule, like, it is grueling. Like, you see a guy like, watch, like I'm watching Brian Holby right now. He plays 70, 70 plus games a year year yeah. no wonder the guy got fried this year because <laughs> down towards the end of the season like it's very taxing 
And not yeah. only that, but people for, people forget like practices. Practices can be more demanding than games because you're up and down. You know, every guy wants you to try on them. If you don't try on them, they get freaking pissed. <laughs> and so, you know, like like the practices can be more taxing than games for goalies. Sure. Yeah, and, and it goes back to you know, even in practice, the coaches are watching, and you know, you got to perform. You know, because there's a guy behind you. You know, and uh, I think uh, you know Detroit. You know, showed the confidence that they have with you at the trade line deadline and uh, dealing Mrazek to the to the Flyers, and and I think that's great for uh, for you in the next coming season. They, it looks like they got a lot of confidence in you in the net, so I can't wait to watch you next year. Oh, I can't wait to get back out there. But like, what's going on here in the NHL playoffs? I hope we can get. You know, as a team, as a unit, as an organization here in Detroit, can get back there sooner or later because this playoff, the whole playoffs this year have been unbelievable. The hits, the goals. What, what's like, your What's your take on that? What's that? I, I'm just going to say real quick, we were talking about the playoffs. Um, what did you think of the Vegas team prior to the season? What were your thoughts on how they were going to do this year? Oh, I knew. I said they were going to be good. Now. Great. Stanley Cup Finals good? I didn't think Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals good. Yeah, I don't think anybody but, put money yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was in Vegas and I put a grand on them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Win 500000 right now. Retired. Right? Uh, 500 500 Yeah, 500 Wow. It is not only a you know, player in the NHL, but as a fan, like watching these guys. The show that these guys have put on in the playoffs, every single team, has been remarked. Like, I think the, one of the best series of the playoffs was uh, Winnipeg and uh, Nashville. Absolutely. Yeah, that was it, was, it was unbelievable. Great series. It should have been conference finals, but, you know, like, that series was really good. And the like, fans you know, at both those places just so Yeah. And then you got Vegas now with their opening acts. That's awesome. Unreal. So, so Jimmy, I was going to say, you know, with 10 goals in the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals, doesn't that seem like something is different? I've, ne- I've never seen 10 goals in, in uh, game one like that. Is, has the game changed, or, or are these teams just good goal scorers? Well, you've got, you've got a team that is playing – you know, their first Stanley Cup finals in their home building, they came out ready to go. Yeah, they've got something to prove. Uh, they've got a chip on their shoulder for sure. But, you know, you see, like, a little – like, they don't play defense, defensive coverage. <laughs> you want to because they got the flower in that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, but they get it done because they skate, they work hard, he, you know, Coach uh, Gerard Gallant, what he demands out of his players is you guys got to skate, you got to get in on the forecheck, you got to go, right? And then you got Barry Trotz on the other side, and that's not the most talented, um, you know, Washington Capital teams, Washington Capital team they've ever had, but they are, they've been deadly on the power play. They've been really good on the power play. They're getting some scoring from here and there from other guys. And, you know, it could be some high scoring. It could be a high scoring series. But as of right now, it's what it's 2 1 Washington going into the third. Yeah. yeah. So we might tone down. Do you think- hey, Jimmy, w- w- give us your take on the whole Marc Andre Fleury. What do you think about him for the, for the night? Uh, oh, it's 3 1, isn't it? Yeah, my bad. Uh, you know what? Like, if they win, if they if Vegas ends up winning the uh, Stanley Cup, he's he's your consmite. There you go. Like he's there been go. he's been amazing. He's been amazing all season for them. Uh, even when he came back from his injury, from against us, actually, <laughs> like when he came back from his concussion, <laughs> he picked up right back up up where he left off, and he's been amazing all year. Like. I don't see how he wouldn't be the consmite. Now, if Washington wins it, you got to give it to the ball there, Ovechkin. 
yeah, done everything yeah. on that wing. He's done everything on that right wing. That He's been waiting for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> so, what do I know? I'm just a player. Jimmy, what, <laughs> we got tell us a little bit about your uh, new arena, Little Caesars Arena. That place looks amazing online. Like It's got to be unreal to play in. I haven't even seen all of it. Oh, you haven't even seen it? <laughs> <laughs> no. I... Okay, it sounds bad, but freaking thing's so big. I haven't been <laughs> all the way around it. You got what? <laughs> like the practice just, downstairs, four stories. Well, yeah, four. we got the practice. We got the practice arena downstairs. That so it's basically, you know, probably thirty yard walk to each arena for us. So like, I basically I come into the players' lot, take an elevator down. I walk a walk a hallway, take another elevator down, and I'm in the dress room. That's that's where I go. And and like it opens up into our common area where we have a chef, everything like that, and like whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're living it's, a rough life then, Nick. Oh, it's so tough. <laughs> so hard. So hard. Jimmy, tell us about uh, your foundation, man. What What are you doing there? How long have you had it? Uh, okay, going on with the it? foundation I just started up. I just started it up uh, over the last two years now. We've been trying to get it going. Basically, in a nutshell, we're going to do a Howie's Home Run Derby. And it's uh, June 22nd at Leggy's. Uh, Legacy Sports Complex out here in Brighton, Michigan. Uh, we got age groups from 8 to 11, 11 to 13, 13 to 16, 16, 18, then 18 and over. And there's a bunch of different ballparks there where, you know, guys and gals can try and hit, uh, you know, the baseball just basically just like a home run derby because that's what. I thought it was a cool way to probably, you know, connect uh, with everyone in, you know, the Detroit metro area because that's what I used to do with my friends in the summertime. So I thought it would be cool to do that. And then all the proceeds are going to go um, to my foundation. Then we're going to uh, go out and look for uh, families between my wife, Rachel, and I, and try to help them, you know, families that are going through, uh, you know, very, you know, traumatic experiences, whether it's, uh, you know, working with the Arthritis Foundation because my family's been, you know, hit hard with arthritis, or, you know, whether it's a family that's uh, going through, you know, difficult just basically difficult times, whether they, you know, lost their house to a fire or, you know, their poor child's in, um, you know, one of the uh, children's hospitals here. So we're, we haven't pinpointed yet how we're going to uh, select families, but, uh, you know, we're on our way there. Yeah. It sounds like you guys, you know, you're, you're, awesome mission is uh for a good cause so good luck with everything there yeah how, how many how many people do you think you'll you'll get through there to hit home runs how many people are going to actually hit home runs well i mean how many think you, <laughs> uh, how many do you think will attend not actually hit home runs uh talking to sherry who's helping me run this whole thing like we've got we've got a lot of people signed up so i think it's going to be fun it's you know nice. June twenty second from five to nine PM at night at Legacy Sports Complex, so in Brighton, Michigan. So it should be should be a great time. And even if you don't wanna we even have it set up so if you don't wanna come out or if you do wanna come out but you don't wanna hit baseball, so like you can pay ten bucks at the uh, gate and come in and just enjoy the festivities. Awesome. awesome, man. Yeah, so uh, if you're in the Michigan area, look up jimmyhowardfoundation.org, $35 entry fee, limited space. So please get those apps in now. Uh, Jimmy, we're going to uh, ask you a couple of quotes before we get to you into uh, something to brighten up the mood for the rest of our podcast, and then we'll get you out. Bobby, why don't you uh, ask Jimmy a quick question? Sure. Jimmy, uh, do you play Fortnite or Xbox or anything like that? 
I don't play Fortnite. I do play Xbox, but it's with <laughs> my uh, it's with my six year old, okay. <laughs> and we play NHL. Yeah. NHL, okay, okay, good. Yeah, give me. Um, uh, am I uh, am I the wings? I am the wings. I make him pick the other two. Jimmy Allen. Give me um, skinny jeans or uh, North Country jeans. Skinny jeans. Oh, way jeans. more fashionable. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, he's metrosexual now. Have you guys had uh, Greenway on yet? We did, yeah. yeah. We had him on uh, yes, a couple sir. of shows. Did you, guys, did you guys ask him what he wears to the rink? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's skinny and he plays Fortnite. <laughs> he told you about the flip-flop sweats and Tom Brady jersey? That oh, was yeah. No, he didn't tell us that, that one. I saw you that last year. That. that might be breaking. Yeah, yeah. He was with uh, he was with me last year in Germany at uh, World Championships. He showed up to the arena in sweatpants, flip flops, and Tom Brady jersey. That's first. I think he got a little of schooling when he got to Minnesota. They gave him uh, some requirements that were were supposed to be worn to the game, so I think he had to change it up. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I looked at him. I was like, really? This is what you're- <laughs> this time you come to I'll, I'll go off the right. top real quick. You got any? You got any strange um, uh, pre-game rituals or anything like that? You want to tell us about? I get dressed the same way every single practicing game. Uh, I mean, as far as game days go, I've gotten a lot better. I used to be a lot crazier, but I've gotten a lot better now that I have kids and you know. They can throw a wrench in and stuff, but uh, I always have to have my pregame oatmeal, uh, coffee, and I always have to listen to my same uh, playlist that I, I put together before the season. ACDC, Augsburg style? No. <laughs> no, there's no ACDC on that. <laughs> no. I should All go right, back Jimmy, this is more... Yeah, a little thunder. I'm going to get you fired up. So uh, my, the last question is from Morley. Um, when you go out, do you drink cocktails or do you prefer uh, cervezas? Drink beer or cocktails? Mm, depends on where I'm going. <laughs> I'm just going to a local establishment around here in Birmingham. I'll probably just probably have a Bell's Too Hearted. Great Michigan beer out here. Brewed out of Kalamazoo. I've out in out in a club and probably uh red bull water or excuse me vodka vodka water there you go, there you go. nice yeah. get fired up a little bit <laughs> yeah so all right uh thanks for coming on jimmy we appreciate you taking the time to meet with the blue line hockey club uh don't forget to check out jimmy howard foundation.org and uh we'll be pushing this out in the michigan area and uh, hopefully we can get you some some more people to your foundation home run derby. So wish you the best of luck. And uh, which one last question? Who are you picking for the cup? Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, I want to see Vegas. Uh, you know, obviously write this storybook ending, but I wouldn't mind seeing Wolvie play the cup as well. So I'm kind of split. Understood. Nice. That's fair. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Thanks for coming Thanks, on, Jimmy. man. Wish Thanks, you the best Jimmy. of luck. Hey, Thanks no. for your time, man. Thanks My for pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Anytime. Thank you. Anytime. All right. Take it easy. All right. Wow. Jimmy Howard of uh, the Detroit Red Wings. That uh, was a pretty interesting uh, conversation, huh, fellas? Great yeah. guy. Easy to talk mm-hmm. to. Uh, humble. Down there. It sounds like you're talking to one of our buddies. You know what I mean, it's just great guy. For sure. Something about our country folks, you know? Always, always good times. I don't know how What's I forgot that about uh, Bogosian. We got uh, Bogosian, Greenway, Howard, and uh, Megan from uh, Canton. That's pretty big for uh, you know St. Lawrence County to have four guys to actually play in the show. Um, tells a lot about St. Lawrence County. Uh, I mean, we're pretty much in Canada, so uh, cold as fuck. And there's Kyle Flanagan's in the I, NHL. He should be on that list, right? I, there you go. We got another five. I mean, it just keeps. There's, it's getting to the point. There's so many that you forget about them, right? So, uh, um, big props to St. Lawrence County. What's the uh, score of the game? Anyone been watching the game? 
It was 3-1. Three, 3-1 three, caps, right? Hey, so um, we uh, the last game on Monday night, we had the uh, Wilson hit in center ice. Uh, it was a little bit late. And the, um, you know, it was controversial for sure because yeah. he pretty much laid him out. Yeah. And he didn't have the puck at all. And I don't think there was a call, was there? There was no, no, call. no call there. No. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, and uh, coming off the that, suspension. That was, uh, you know, I would have I threw my arm off for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I mean, that was pretty blatant. And, you know, he did have the puck for a second. But, you know, he definitely didn't have the puck when he blasted him in center ice. And it was blatant. I mean, it was right in front of everybody. It wasn't behind the play. It was right there. So, I mean, I, I don't know. There's been a lot of other controversial calls in game one, too. But, you know, Wilson has been uh, been a little notorious for, for these cheap hits. So, you know, I can't believe there wasn't something called there for sure. I mean, he already had the one suspension in this playoff. So, I'm, I'm shocked I mean, he didn't get something on that one. That's his style of play. I mean, you if you if you watched him throughout the season this year, he he likes to get under people's skin, and you know, coach expects that from him, kind of get under the players' um, skin. But the NHL's um, Department of Safety didn't consider it. Uh, you know, they didn't think it was a legal hit. It was definitely illegal. It should have been called, but they didn't think it was suspension worthy because there's no uh, um, head contact, which you know. That's obvious in all sports, football, um, if any head contact comes into play. Um, obviously, even if, even if he didn't get a penalty, the Department of Safety is going to, or the Players Association, I guess it's just the Department of Safety, they're going to get, they're going to suspend him, but they didn't think it was uh, a suspendable play, so. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great game, like you said, Robbie, 10 goals, one being an open netter, but um, Oshie's been having a, a, a good go at it in this this first game and a half. Uh, he's been a playmaker for sure. He's come on big time. Um, it's been a physical, fast-paced. Um, could have been a little bit better. Could be a little bit more defense-oriented on the, uh, the players and the goalies are kind of getting shelled a little bit. But, um, you know, we're at 3-2 right now, right? So yeah. we're now five goals in game two. That's already five goals. I mean, the goalies, I'm not sure, are make, well, they are making saves, but they're not. it's not 0-0 zero, zero game. I mean, it's not a goaltending yeah. game here. We're scoring goals. I, I was going to take the under on Monday night. The under was five and a half, and uh, I'm glad I didn't get my bet in because I would have got smoked on that one. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll tighten. Don't you think I'll <laughs> tighten up a bit though as the series goes on? I think the goaltending will tighten up. It's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of a free for all right now. It's a lot of goal scoring going on, obviously, but I think the yeah. goaltending will tighten up as we go. Well, Jimmy said the same thing again. You know, there's there's five goals already scored in game two. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's I, gonna I'll see. It's it's a, either way. It's freaking exciting. Sure is. It's great right. for hockey. It is good. And, and just to Derek's point, I mean, we can get into the ice conditions. That was a big talk. That uh, you know, there's a lot of the puck is bouncing all over the place. Um, the pucks, you know, they're frozen in the penalty box. Uh, for all you people that don't know, they keep them on ice in the penalty box, but. Uh, with it being, what is it out there now, Rob, in, in Vegas? It was 100 degrees. It was a 98, you know, probably feeling like 100 and something. With the dry like heat. dry heat. Yeah. So the puck just bounces. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, and the ice hasn't been the best either. They've been having some issues with the ice being a little soft, um, you know, getting roughed up like 10 minutes into the period. And, uh, you know, I, I guess that Vegas will have to address that issue with their with their rink. Um the rink. Did you guys see the uh, the pregame shows out there? I mean, that's just ridiculous. That big screen. I mean, is it was like what? Amazing! It's so huge out there. the The parties outside of that arena must be, you know, pretty amazing. Even if you can't get in to watch that game, you're watching the. Have you guys seen the video? You can see the yeah. entire game on that screen. It's it's amazing. Yeah, just seeing the inside. They had like you know, like a Broadway show before the game started, and, and like I had all these actors on the ice and up in the uh little stage there in the middle of the rink and you know i guess it's cool and everything like that but i was kind of getting annoyed i'm like i'm just ready to see some fucking hockey and yeah. let's get the national anthem going man you know all the distractions too much for me yeah are, are sing the fucking song and play some hockey yeah. you know what do you think guys though as a, as a fan 
I'll relate this to the Kansas City Chiefs, right? So as a fan, if you're a fan of the Vegas uh, Knights, are you are you kind of like, wow, I'm pumped that the Knights might win the Stanley Cup in the first year, but is it like kind of spoiling yourself and you're set up for years of failure after that or what? Well, yeah. I, I don't I, know, I, man. They, they got a lot of fans now. I, I just think that, yeah, I mean, they're going to be you – know, you, they have to be set up for failure, right? I mean, there's no other – if they win the Cup, I mean, they're going to expect the Cup. Um, yeah. You know, from here on out. But and if you're talking hockey in a whole, I mean, that's great for that expansion team. Holy shit. I mean – Oh, it's amazing. Guaranteed season tickets next year, right? If not yeah, the next I, – I guess if, <laughs> if us four own the team, we could we would be expected for, you know – um, season ticket holders to be sold out for the next what five years easily. You could probably push it to six, um, hoping that you make it to the playoffs at least once more in those six years. To keep playoffs. That I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, do you think they'll actually appreciate this enough as as a as a fan base? You know what I mean? Like. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, is it uh, here? Here it is. The first their first year in the league, and they're gonna they might win the cup. You know. You know, you look at other teams who – other fan bases, you know, that, like, you know, wish for their team to win for 25, 30 years and they finally win. It probably feels a little sweeter when you're that – like, that kind of fan base as opposed to, you know, a team that's an expansion team and they're winning the first year. They're, I'm that's getting ahead of point. themselves right here, obviously, but, you know, because they might not win, but um, you get what I'm that's saying. I mean, for, for me, guys, I, I think it sets, you know – if it was my organization, it would set the tone for the next couple of years for sure. I'm not saying I would expect another Stanley Cup next year, but I would very much expect to at least be in playoffs and in the running, you know, getting through, you know, maybe the first and second, third round into the conference finals. Uh, Robbie being a Buffalo fan, <laughs> being a Buffalo fan, <laughs> I know you're pissed off right now. <laughs> Zamboni gets a flat. The other, I wanted to, I wanted to ask Jimmy about Hassett, but uh, we didn't have much time. But so Vegas had their first uh, Stanley Cup win on Monday night, and there was a there was a thing online that I mean they have more Stanley Cup wins than like six other teams in the <laughs> NHL because <laughs> they've never made it there, you know, and they've been in the league forever. So yeah, hey, that's a pretty big feat for them. Wilson just got another penalty for another cheap shot just now. Did he? Oh, What'd yeah. Was it pretty cheap? Interference, interference, but it was just, a, you know, like a – basically a uh, – hit, hit him from behind, man. It was just nowhere near – Didn't he have a penalty already tonight? Didn't he I have a penalty so. already? This is, a, you know, 16 minutes left in the third period, and they're, they're up by – Washington's up by a goal, and he just threw another one. Oh, God. I mean, I thought tonight that – for sure. Yeah, I saw him blast the guy in the bench. I thought Ryan Reeves would come out, you know, the big tough guy um, for Vegas would come out and, you know, try to take him on. But uh, getting into Ryan Reeves, I mean, the Golden Knights' fourth line has just been so crazy. They had three goals in game one. Um, Reeves had a goal in that game, and then Tomas no six. Uh, had two. One was an empty netter, but uh, yeah, for sure. I thought that uh, they put Ryan Reeves out there, the big tough guy, to uh, take Ooh. him on, take Tom Wilson on. But um, I haven't been watching the game, and I haven't heard anything from you guys. So obviously, not yet. I guess. Yeah, but production out of your fourth <laughs> line like that—that's that's how you win games. I mean, if you're deep and you, your fourth line's putting up points, I mean, that's killer when you're when they're the Capitals and, you know, you're marking up against the uh, first and second line and you got your best guys, you know, out against the first and second, even third line. And you when the fourth liners are coming out and putting up points, man, how deep are you? Can you, can you put your fourth line out against their fourth line or now you got to put your third line out against them and so on, you know, so it kind of fucks up the, the matchups when you're, when your fourth line produces. So when you have to you know, watch the fourth line and take your eye off the first, second and third. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to throw your first line out against the fourth line. <laughs> fucks everything up. Like Mark said, but I mean, Reeves, Reeves, you know, 
he ha- he's never had a seven goal season, so it's not like he's uh, you know a big goal scorer. And he's coming from Pittsburgh too, so he was acquired through Pittsburgh with the expansion draft along with Mark Andre Fleury. So uh, Pittsburgh's kind of biting their lip. Let two good guys yeah, go. Twice. You know? twice, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good series. I mean, if the Capitals pull it out tonight, um, you know, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. And uh, I'm torn on this series. I don't really know who I want to win. I like Jimmy was saying. I kind of like the Cinderella story, but um, you know, I'd like to see Ovechkin. You know, one of the greatest players ever. You know, he needs a Stanley Cup before he retires. I mean, that's yeah. uh, it'd be a shame if he doesn't get one. Yep, as a hockey yeah. fan, there's a know, lot of cap Sabers not in there. Uh, I'm just happy to see. You know, I won't. I don't really care who wins, but I think we're going to go to Game Seven in this series. I think it'll be a Game Seven, and uh, I, I'll, I'll go out on a limb, and I do think that Vegas is going to take it. How about you guys? Yeah, and I wonder. I wonder how uh, things are going to change in Vegas too, with um, you know the uh, Supreme Court passing the you know legalization of of sports gambling. If you know all these casinos in Vegas start uh, betting on the, the Golden Knights and the rest of the NHL, uh, I wonder if that'll have any impact on on what happens in Vegas. But Mark Andre a, a little duffel bag with a little cash in it, letting in a couple of holes. <laughs> Split in a couple. That will be the end of the NHL. <laughs> I think there's there's probably a lot riding on this game tonight, though, Peters, to your point. I mean, talking about going to a game seven, I mean, if, if Washington can pull this off in Vegas, you know, that's quite the environment to be able to pull off a, uh, a road win. So if they can do that, um, maybe it won't go game seven. But uh, to your thinking, you know, if each team takes their home games and then splits the uh, splits the rest of them you're right i mean it, it might go that way it's obviously it's all it's all good hockey though and it's great for the game another guy we haven't mentioned too much uh for vegas is the uh, is and he's been uh he's been outstanding in these playoffs and he's really been a factor for for vegas and you know let's see what he can do for the next uh, few games and see if he can pull his team to the top he seems to be one of the uh the uh, game changers for for the night so I think we'll keep an eye on him and see, you know, see how he performs and, um, you know, Mark Andre Fleury for sure, obviously, and and Holtby, those are going to be the key factors, um, you know, and and eviction, you know, right? so I mean he's a game changer himself and Vegas is definitely you know good shots on that. Um, their power play has been pretty good, penalty kill. Um, Everything's been good for Gold Knights, and you know, like we were t- we talked about earlier about the ice conditions and everything. Um, you know, they're getting the bounces, and sometimes the bounces, the teams that get the bounces are the ones that uh, walk away. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, we were wondering if Vegas would get a home ice advantage because of that. You know, I mean, I'm assuming Washington isn't uh, playing in a a warm rink with a, a bouncy puck on a regular. Well, listen. Basis. It's it's gonna be June first tomorrow or the next day. I don't know what date it is. So it's gonna be warm everywhere, right? Mike? These are the playing conditions you gotta fucking play with. So well, Washington's doing it right now. There's only 16 minutes left. In the third. You know, I I think they can hold on. Did they get through that power play? Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, it's still caps are still up, but I I think you know talking about uh, something that I think both. If you go back to the podcast when we talked to Jordan Greenway and we talked to uh, Jimmy Howard, both of them, both of them spoke to the fact that the NHL season is killer. And yeah, just just imagine, imagine what these. I mean, these guys are, you know, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. These guys' bodies are beat to hell. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, I mean, here's a guy I'm watching right now. There's one of the Capitals players just blocking a shot. He can barely get off the ice right now. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, are really beat beat up, and I mean, I don't think there's enough said for that. I don't I don't know if there's another sport, I mean, that plays as many games. I mean, I guess you I guess Major League Baseball or something, but they're not hitting like these guys are. But I mean, these no. the the NHL these are men amongst boys. I mean, it, these guys are absolute warriors out here, and it's to, to see them still. Fun, <laughs> 
at this high of a level is insane. And I, I don't think there could be enough said about uh, the, the level of uh, basically pain and stuff these guys play through. It's, it's insane. Unreal. Yeah, there's a lot of parodies out there where they show the guy. I think they showed Avection getting hit in the face with a puck while he's standing on the bench. And uh, he kind of just brushed it off and rubbed his nose. And then they showed the soccer player getting hit with like a ball in the, in the chest and going down and crying like a baby. You know, it's, yeah. they're just they're different kind, different kind of athletes. And, uh, you know, they're just like Derek said, they're, they're warriors out there. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, just to crazy. elaborate on that, um, Kevin Love for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, he's out of playoffs for the last two games because of concussion. And fuck, I, I ran into my daughter Vivian in the kitchen harder than these two guys ran into each other. Like, <laughs> I, I saw them hit each other and they fell down. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Out for Jesus. Out concussion protocol for three games, for real. And, the, and these hockey players, to Derek's point, they, they can get up to, you know, 25, sometimes pushing 30 miles an hour on that ice. And then and then come to a complete stop like you're well just picture yourself in a car at 30 miles an hour and hitting the fucking tree to come to sure. come and do a complete stop sure i mean it's these guys i i in my opinion nhl players or hockey players in general that are you know good hockey players are the best athletes in the world there's no doubt about it there's you're skating on like a centimeter thick piece of metal at like you say 25 30 miles an hour stick handling with a you know a stick in your hand puck that's tiny i mean there's no comparison in my opinion to the type of athletes that people try to kill you as your stick handler yeah exactly i mean it, these are the best athletes in the world in my opinion we're a little biased we're a little biased here though. yeah so we had a great podcast episode 11 for the blue line hockey club with jimmy howard on tonight um, excellent interview with him uh, please check us out on our facebook page blue line hockey club or on twitter also blue line hockey bluelinehockeyclub.com uh, that's where you can find our podcast check us out every week and uh, we will have another special guest next week and we will also have the NHL draft coming up in June so stay tuned for all those those reports from the Blue Line Hockey Club and until next time keep your stick on the ice hey keep your head up we know